You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline, and my aim is to help positively change the way you think one healthy conversation at a time. Through storytelling, these deeper conversations have been designed to act as a virtual toolkit. I like to pack them with practical advice, thought-provoking insights, and life-changing rituals. Together with my wonderful guests, my hope is that this podcast inspires and empowers you to thrive in all aspects of your life. If you're feeling ready to rise up to new challenges, irradiate positivity, and have an unshakable belief in yourself, then take a deep breath, buckle up, and let's go on this ride together. Hello, darling Chloe, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? Uh, Hi, I am so fabulous and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. You are honestly one of my favorite people to follow online. I just love your energy and your mind. Like, honestly, I read all of your captions and because I just, I just love the way your mind works and your energy is so infectious. And so that's why I wanted you here today to just (laughs) really speak to, I guess, this concept of being your own hype girl, but also building confidence. There's a, a little takeout from one of Mel Robbins podcast that actually says like confidence is a skill, not a trait. And I think we often think that people are just born confident, but it very much is a learnt skill and something that we can over time all master, I believe. Mm, So I really want to hone in today on that and how you've become just incredibly confident in the woman that you are and the dreams and desires that you're chasing. But to get started, let's hear a little bit about you, your life, your work, what makes you Chloe? Yeah. So this is always a funny one because when I think about what I do, I'm like, I'm a bit of a multifaceted queen. I like to have my fingers in all the pies. And when I actually fell into doing what I do, it was honestly by accident. And it was just a case of doing what I love and being myself. And now I'm here. So I run my own personal brand um, Instagram page, which is Chloe Bromage. And from there, I do a little bit of business mentoring for women wanting to step into the online space, run their own online businesses, create content, etc. As well as I also run an online fitness company called Health as well. So I do a little bit of bits and bobs everywhere. Um, And yeah, it all genuinely started pretty much based off what you said of me just getting up every day and doing what I love and being myself and all the opportunities kind of unfolded from there. So I think that just speaks so much to how energy is like literally your currency. Like the more that you show up in that authentic energy, the opportunities that you've been able to attract. Yes. And now you're quite young. I'm right in saying this. How old are you? Yeah, I just turned 24. Oh my goodness. That's like (laughs) insane to me. I think back back to when I was 24 and I'm like, wow, I did not have my shit together at all. And you fully have your shit together. (laughs) I love it. What has that journey been, I guess, being a successful entrepreneur at such a young age? Like how did you, have you always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit or has it been a bit of a journey of like discovering yourself in that? You know what? I'm the eldest of six kids. So I have always had, I think, a bit of a leadership style energy just naturally. I also obviously am quite extroverted too. So I think those are qualities of somebody that wants to step into being a business owner in general because you need to know how to take the lead and you need to be confident in yourself. So I would say I had those qualities quote unquote naturally, but at the same time, like nobody in my family runs businesses. I was flying on complete delusion. It was all just like, I can do this. Why not? Let's just give it a shot, which 
I think has served me over time and and yeah people often comment on the age thing but I I think I have just grown and learnt very very quickly I feel like even since I was 18 19 I moved out of home really young it's been about six years but in those six years I feel like I've lived 20 years so I don't know it's just it's been a lot of doing 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 and then reaping the rewards at the same time I love that. I guess for anyone who's kind of new to this journey of being in your authentic power and I guess, you know, I talk a lot about like main character energy and stepping into that and, you know, that's a real journey. Mm -hmm. When you were 18, you've moved out of home, you really kind of started to just think, I'm going to go for this. What were kind of some of the first either mindset shifts or things that you did to really start to kind of step into, Mm -hmm. you know, showing up as your authentic self and having that self-belief? Yeah, the first one, move away from your hometown always, even if it is just for a little while, purely because But before we even realise, when you go to school, you get thrown in with a group of people that you just have to be friends with. There's not a choice. And I think sometimes we forget that there's so much in the world. So moving away was a big one. And also solo travel, which again, I know is a big one for a lot of people. But for me, that opened up my eyes to so much of the world. And I had so many different conversations with so many people. And I fully got a taste of what it felt like not to have to prove myself because I think when you're around your family when you're around people that have known you for a long time whether you realize it or not there's often a concept of self that you have to uphold and when you're away from all of those things you can be whoever the heck you want Mm -hmm. so for me the minute that I got a taste of what it felt like for me to just be truthfully Chloe it was almost a bit addictive and I was like oh how do I get more of that Oh my goodness. You have like articulated that so beautifully because I connect so deeply with both of those things, moving away from home at 18 and being, going from being a, I guess, fish in a very small pond or a big fish in a small pond and then going to this Mm -hmm. big wild world of living in a city and like, there's so much more out there kind of thing and getting out Mm -hmm. of that comfort zone is so important. But then the travel, Mm -hmm. you know, I I studied abroad and that was definitely the catalyst for me as well of just realising like almost building that bit of self-trust as well of like that you are up to yourself, like you're actually responsible for yourself. Like no one's ever going to come and change you or do the things that you want. You have to actually be the one doing it. Yes. Um, So I love that you touched on both of those. I think that's, yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful things. For anyone that's maybe can't get out of that closer knit or still in that similar environment, Mm -hmm. is there any bits Mm -hmm. of advice that you would give them as little things that they could try to kind of get out of their comfort zone? A thousand percent, especially because most people also don't even understand and I completely have empathy for it, that that stuff's available to them. It's often that stuff is available for other people or if you've never had anyone in your life model studying abroad, moving away, you it's not even kind of at the top of mind. So weirdly enough, number one, do you know what you value? And actually sitting down and asking yourself, but I always, to any of my clients or anyone that comes into my space, I say that you're not allowed to answer love, kindness, loyalty or respect because those are the cop-out answers. I think that people will say those, well, that's just what I value. I believe that every human should have a basis of those values always. And I love that you have those. But what other things do you value? Because when you know what you value, it's a lot easier to make choices in alignment with those values. If you don't know what you value, you'll kind of just do the same thing. And it's like treading water. Whereas if I know, okay, all I value this, I'm so much more likely to find a purpose, to find a job that fits with that, to find friends that fit with that. And more likely than not, you'll notice you'll end up stepping out of your comfort zone 
doing that anyway. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I guess to really understand those values and to become clear on it, what are some of those steps that people can take? Like, yeah, how can they become intentional instead of just looking in other people's lane or assuming what other people value Mm -hmm. like, or maybe what society or your upbringing has placed on you as a value? How can you actually get Mm -hmm. really crystal clear on what's inside of you from a value perspective? Yes. Yes, a lot of time alone I think is powerful. And so for me, I really do believe, and we touched on self-confidence very briefly, that the confidence in yourself, it comes from, like you said, a basis of self-trust. But the way that self-trust is built is by keeping promises to yourself. And how do you do that? You make choices that are in alignment with that. So one, it's spending a lot of time, if you can, even if it's brief moments in the car before work on your own, to just think. Mm -hmm. Because I think we have in this day and age so much distraction. And people go, oh, I'm going to go. And I know solo dates for a really big trend. I'm huge on those. I'm all about the solo dates. But often we will call it a solo date and then you'll sit there and scroll on your phone and you'll do something that is of a distraction. So number one, how can you decrease the distraction in little pockets of time in your life? I'm obviously very well aware that if you've got a very busy job, kids, a family life, it's going to be different for everyone. But how can you actually increase or make sure that those little pockets of time are really, really potent, that you're just spending those times on yourself to just let yourself reflect. The other part to that, that is, I would encourage everyone to be really curious. The next time that you say something, the next time that you do something, that you react in a certain way, you feel a certain way, don't shame it, don't judge it, but just ask why. Why did I, you know, next time you get in an argument with your partner, mm. why did I say that? Why, why did I behave that way? And like I said, not making it right or wrong, genuinely just getting curious. And that's something that I think can be a perfect start because when you get curious, there's a deeper understanding. Mm. And when you can understand yourself deeper, you can make better choices. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. There's that quote going around on Instagram about the magic lies in the work that you're not doing. And I feel yes, like the work that you're avoiding. Yeah, the work you're avoiding. <laughs> and like what you were just saying then, it's like it is so easy to avoid these things because they yes. take time and they take, you know, that curiosity and that almost being kind to yourself of like not judging and not thinking something is good or bad. It's very much just about bringing that awareness Awareness. of like what you are actually thinking and maybe why you're thinking that. Um, And I love that you touched on like the relationship when you have an argument or something like actually reflecting on that. I feel like that's been a really big one for me this year. It's like, you know, having to take ownership of the things in my relationship that I'm maybe creating a little bit too. And where is that coming from and what blocks do I need to work on to work through that? And it's scary stuff. Like it's so scary. scary and it's like, it takes a lot of you as well. Mm -hmm. But I think that quote, like I keep seeing it. I'm like, oh, it just reminds you of like, it's so true. Like, you know, the better better relationships on the other side or the, you know, living in more alignment is on the other side of doing that work. The discomfort. Yes. Absolutely. And that's all, honestly often a really good indicator of where your work lies yes. is the avoidance, but also where you feel the most resistance or also where you're blaming other people. Yes. Now that can be taken two ways because sometimes people are to blame and I'm not like, you know, not, not acknowledging that. Yeah, However, no there's also a part where if you find yourself pointing the fingers all the time, often it's a you thing. And like you say, it can be very uncomfortable to admit that. Mm-hmm. And the first time I noticed that was, why do I keep dating? the same ex in four different shitty people and why do I keep coming back to the same problems and I was like 
oh, the finger's pointing at me. Yeah. It's a me thing. And like you say, it's uncomfortable. But afterwards, it's like, oh, this is so empowering because, yes, I'm the problem, but I'm also the solution. Yes. Oh, girl. Mark drop right there. <laughs> it's so true. Like, it actually is so true. And I love that you speak a lot about that, like, on your Instagram from your relationship perspective and how you've been able to call in a, such a beautiful relationship now mm-hmm. from a relationship process, like, doing that work and becoming aware of you, not saying that you're the problem, but I mean, as in no. what you can do to solve it, how has that then now shaped such a beautiful relationship that you're in? Oh, it's been magnificent. And I'm very, very, very grateful. And I think, funnily enough, it's took a lot of work prior to meeting my partner. But mm. I think that we would all be naive to assume that relationships are a catalyst for your growth. And I truthfully, wholeheartedly believe that. And when you commit to being with someone, you're committing to do the work, not just on yourself, but with other people. And I actually don't believe enough people take that responsibility mm. as well. Like we're committing to this to be better humans. And so for me, it was actually, I think people glorify relationships a lot. As little girls, we're we're sold the fairy tale story. It's going to be magnificent. And don't get me wrong, I have an amazing relationship now. But at the beginning, it was so hard. There were so Mm. many times where I was like, I actually don't want to do this anymore because I feel like we get good and then there's another hump and we get good and there's another hump. So majority of that, I feel, was both of us taking responsibility for our own work. So we both have coaches and mentors and very much value our own personal development outside of our relationship Mm -hmm. but then we also both sat down and committed to well if we're choosing to commit to each other we're committing to this as a team Mm -hmm. and so what does that look like we started with like weekly relationship check-ins and it ended up then being monthly it's and again it started with taking responsibility for hey I'm feeling this way because how often in a relationship do we go you make me feel this you make me feel that it was like I had to learn to turn around and go I'm feeling this way and I need your help to unpack this. Mm -hmm. And so I think at the end of the day, we hear it all the time, communication, 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 but actually learning what that type of communication looks like for you and, and your partner is huge because once you get good at it, I really don't believe that there's really not anything that you can't work through and move through. Yes, it's so true because that growth together you know like growing on your own is a hard enough you know thing absolutely to keep working through but then growing with someone else and like you said choosing to grow with someone else my husband and I met in a world before any dating apps or anything like that you know there was literally MySpace I think and Facebook <laughs> like my, my husband's never even had social media really thank so, god um he's not even on it now which is so crazy when my world's so much in it yeah so I guess we've kind of grown up with like oh well if we want this to work we like have to kind of grow together and it's been really hard but what I've realized is and I often talk to my brother about is like relationships have almost become so disposable they have with these dating apps that sometimes where people are falling into these same traps or these getting those same people because it's like everyone's at their fingertip they can have access we had to like go to a club and like you know text and do all this hard work so like even us getting to a point of being boyfriend and girlfriend was like such a long journey that I'm like I'm not really willing to just like throw this in the bin too quickly because I worked bloody hard just to get you as my boyfriend Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I agree but it's the disposable society that we live in you know our grandparents my my pops had the same fridge for the past like 50 years it still works (laughs) he's still ticking but yeah we have now moved to like Amazon, same day delivery, Uber Eats, yeah, your food crazy. like that. It's the same thing with people. And like I said before, I really believe we learn so much about ourselves through our relationships with others. People yes. aren't learning because they're just disposing. I'll just yes. go next. Oh, it's not my fault. Next, next. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and like literally swiping, like literally, like that's what yeah, it is. Totally. <laughs> Dating apps to me are online shopping for people. That's how I see yes, it. Yes. Such a good way of putting it. Yeah. And I guess because you're so, you know, committed to your relationships, you've obviously called in such a beautiful girl gang as well. You know, you have beautiful best 
best friends that are so aligned and I know Beck was actually on the show a few weeks ago and I know Ali's one of your beautiful best friends and like you've called in this beautiful friendship mm. and I know that's something you girls get asked about a lot is like how to call in those friendships yeah. and I guess you know you're applying the same work as you do in a romantic relationship as you do in a friendship. Yes I believe it's yes. so I believe that you should have the same standards for your friendships that you do your romantic relationships mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. yes a romantic relationship offers different to a friendship however I believe that again it's coming back to that value piece I value myself enough and all the things that I value to make sure that the people and the choices that I'm making are all in alignment of that and I don't believe enough people focus on friendships like they do romantic relationships either yes and how does that look then with your girlfriends like if there's something that doesn't sit well or I don't know you're just feeling a bit icky like we all go through different periods of season um sometimes we don't always have as much to give how do you approach those things if it's you know with one of your girlfriends that Mm -hmm. you're just feeling like a little bit out of alignment or frustrated by something yeah you know what again I hate to sound like a broken record it's communication again it's you Mm. know even for instance using Beck as an example there was a point last year when she was building a lot of the back end of her business and she was very very honest with Ellie and I and said hey I'm just letting you know for the next like one to two months I don't have capacity for socializing I have just got to put all this energy into my work and we were like get it sister if you need anything let us know you know and I think yeah and I think that like and anytime any of us and it's very very rare but if there's ever anything that is uncomfortable or there's something that one of us hasn't liked it's a case of hey can I just run something by you it's a phone call or a conversation and then it's done you know and I and I really want to let everybody know that that actually is possible and sometimes you have to be the person in your friendships or your relationships to go first and that gets to be Mm -hmm. okay too because for me and for pretty much anyone else I know my parents didn't model that everything in my life it was swept under the rug we'll just ignore it and ignore and hope it goes away and like us we all know if you ignore it for long enough it's going to come out somewhere and so I'm really really big on encouraging anyone and even it's like I think it's an honesty piece even with yourself being honest Mm. with yourself enough to say hey this doesn't fit right by me I need to have a conversation and like you similarly said that's also the hard work and out the other side of that any hard conversation I've ever had there's been a deeper level of love and connectedness so it is always worth it it's so so true and I love that you touched on that modeling because I think so much comes down to that and we're almost are not aware enough about it. I know personally when I became a mum, I struggled a lot with self-care. Like I held this guilt, like I had to do it all and I felt guilty for taking self-care. And, you know, all these people online and in self-development, like you've got to look after yourself. It was felt so hard for me to do. Even though here I am the one preaching it all the time on my podcast. But when I actually sat with it, it came down to the fact that I wasn't modelled it and not that that's my parents' fault. It's just that was not um, something that they did at all. They didn't have the support. They didn't have, you know, my mum was the breadwinner. So she was building the businesses and doing all the things. So for me, I knew like I'd seen a mum who had worked and built the business and all of that. That came so natural to me. Like if I was not putting my energy into the kids, it was into my business and that felt good Mm -hmm. because I'd been modeled that my whole life. My husband would say to me, are you looking for permission? Like, I'm not just going to sign you up to Pilates class, Maddie. Like, you have to be the one that would that's doing it. Yes. And it was it was that awareness of like, well, I haven't been modelled this, so I need to realise, like, I need to now model this to my kids. 
so that they know that it's a normal and important thing to do. Yes. But that awareness is like really important in that first stage. Yes. And I, you know what? I love that for your kids now too. And I think, again, it comes down to that curiosity that I spoke about before. If you were curious enough to go, oh yeah, I haven't been modeled this, but I need to make a choice and I need to make a difference. And yes. I'm not pretending that I know what it's like because being a mom, I just think anyone that's a mom is like 11 out of 10 superstar. I'm like, <laughs> you are just unreal. <laughs> I do. I'm like, I don't know how people have kids. Like I can't even take care of oh. myself. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. I was literally had that chat to the kinder moms today I was like oh my god like here I'm trying to build George's confidence and all that I'm like I'm just a kid myself figuring it all out but you know what that's one of the most humbling things you can realize as an adult oh my god my parents are just people too oh my god and I always joke that I'm a 24 year old teenager because I'm like I you know you feel like what the heck is going on but that's and sometimes I think that's the way that we need to learn like my mom was the same my mom was a stay-at-home mom but every ounce of her life for the my existence has been her sacrificing herself and she is now in her and again like I said I have full compassion for her but now as a 52 year old I'm like she doesn't know how to take care of herself and I also have hold the belief that for others to receive the best of you you need to do the best by you first and so obviously it's going to very much it's going to look different for you because you have children and I don't but exactly as you're saying doing the little bits that you can even if it is just basic skincare routine in the morning quick Pilates Mm -hmm. class five minute coffee whatever it may be it's so important because so true if you want to have love for other people and you want to be able to love other people to the truth the biggest depths that you can you need to have that same love for yourself so so true oh i love that it's such a beautiful reminder because it's yeah it's absolutely true One thing I admire so much about you is your ability to be your own hype girl. Like you're so in your own corner and I I love that. I think it is just really, I think it's almost the number one thing. Like if you can't be your own best friend, then like how can you expect other people to be cheering you on? And, you know, it becomes very empty if it you're does. not feeling it yourself. Mm-hmm. What are some of your daily rituals or I guess little non-negotiable things that you either remind yourself or that you do to stay really consistent with being your own hype girl? One one of those things that you have to remind yourself, yeah, if you're not going to back yourself 110%, you can't expect anybody else to. And so yeah. similarly to that self-love piece, I think for me, it's always, it sounds really basic, wearing what I want and, and making sure that my morning, and again, I'm, I'm very well aware it looks different on everyone, but making sure my morning is like for me. I used to be yeah. up and at it at the gym, whatever, and straight into work. Whereas now I've noticed a difference in my energy and in my ability to show up when I give myself the morning to, yeah, take a little bit longer to do my makeup and drink my coffee. And like I said, I've got the freedom to, um, things like that to really step into my own energy. Moving my body is a really big one and eating healthy. That to me is again, part of my integrity. One of my biggest values is health. So making mm-hmm. sure that I'm giving myself that but it's also always I suppose making sure that I'm making decisions based off what I want to do not what outside noise is telling me to do and I think you would understand this being on social media as well and even if you're not when you consume it there's so much noise there's so many opinions I'm someone that puts my opinion online very openly so you've got my opinion you've got other people's opinions but this is your reminder to practice discernment when you open up your phone and what are you consuming I am so cutthroat with what I choose to consume I do not watch the news I do not like listen to the radio I do like I don't read magazines I couldn't tell you what's going on with majority of celebrities other than Taylor Swift love her queen um <laughs> and like I just I just am very very really clear on what I let come into my energy and into my circle and that in turn allows me to make the best decisions and show up in my most confident version and be my own hype girl when I'm very very comfortable and confident in that if that makes sense oh that makes so 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 much sense yeah and that is seriously why I love you so much because I think just being 
being so protective. Yes. I'm exactly like you. I do not watch the news. That comes with opinions as well. Like my exactly. mum is constantly like, how can you not know what's going on in the world? Like, that's like, how can you be so naive to all of this? And my husband's like, you live in a bubble. I choose to live in that romanticized yes. bubble. And it's not that there's no empathy or that's yes. what's going on. It's that I can't show up the way I want to towards the dreams and goals I have and for my family if I'm taking on all of that energy. Even this morning I was listening to a podcast on the drive. It's an hour for me to get to this pod studio and I was listening to a podcast which the person like I freaking love but what was being delivered in that was just a bit more of a heavier emotional Mm -hmm. episode and I was like I need to turn this off because that is not how I'm setting the tone for today. I'll listen to this on the way home when I'm like, you know, more one down. I'm like, I'm about to jump online with Chloe. Like I need to have my energy on point. But it's like having that awareness too for those things. So I absolutely love that you touched on all of those things because I just think, yeah, it's so, so important. How did you bring awareness to those things though? Like did you used to consume news and that and realized it wasn't serving you? Like how did you really hone in on what serves you and what allows you to stay in that hype girl, you know, main character energy. Yeah, totally. And you know what, for me, it's going to sound a little bit, not heavy, but I went through a really bad mental health stint where I had everything in my life made me feel really bad. And so then Mm. when I came out the other side, I think I was hypervigilant to what made me feel good and what didn't make me feel good. And that's funnily enough how I got into social media. I went and saw my first therapist when I was 18 and she looked me in the eye and said, well, what do you enjoy doing? And I was like, oh, exercise and cooking healthy meals. And she was like, okay, well, you're going to make an Instagram page and you're going to share that online. And I remember being like, oh, that's a bit weird. But doing that was how my Instagram page started. And it felt so good that I was like, okay, cool. So the next time I went out with friends that kind of drained my energy, I was like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. So again, it's it's the self-awareness and it's the curiosity. And again, I do believe that only comes from you tuning to tap in. I really do believe majority of women these days specifically are so detached from their actual bodies. I believe that there's so much wisdom and intuitive guidance that lies within our bodies. Because we know, you know when someone doesn't feel good energetically. You know when you don't want to do something, whether it's gut feelings or guardian angels or whatever it is that you believe in, you know. And I think that we've overridden that in this time that we live in now. And so whatever that looks like to you, getting back, little meditations, little songs that you listen to, whatever, just give yourself five seconds to get back in your body and you can usually Mm. tell what makes you feel good and what doesn't. Oh, I love that. It's absolutely, it is so, so true. And it comes back to what you said earlier about those distractions. Like there's so many opinions and so much noise and like even things like getting on your phone first thing in the morning. Like I know Steph, who was on the podcast recently, she said she'd been told by a psychologist that it's like letting a thousand people into your room first thing in the morning. Like it literally is like you're allowing so much external stuff to dictate your energy and the way that you're showing up. And so, yeah, removing those things and becoming really like almost in control and mindful of what you're doing exactly is where that power you know and that just is amplified then throughout your day because you're starting it on such a good energy exactly I got basically told the same thing but picture you're like eating your breakfast and there's a thousand people screaming at you that's what that and I like when you visualize that you're like oh my god and I read it in a book once because as humans we are animals right we were supposed to live in tribes and all the things and the way that it was put was realistically a human could only be hated what by 20 to 30 people of the tribe maximum but online, we're not really built to have all this access to all these people yet. We do now. Mm. So it's actually not comfortable. So exactly as you said, it's just being mindful because your social media feed at the end of the day feeds you. The news feed, it feeds yes. you. So we're concerned about what we're putting in our body and everyone's talking about filtered water and whatever. What about what's feeding you from your phone? 
oh, you know? So true. That like hit me then yeah, when you said that. Like, I'm like, that is small shift. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. We're in such a almost like amplified world now. Like I always think about when I studied, I studied marketing and social media wasn't even a subject. Yes, not a thing. Like it literally was not even a thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't exist basically. And now I'm like, whoa, that's in like 10 years. Now I'm showing my age. But that's <laughs> happened so quickly that I'm like, my God, like my daughter's four. What is going to happen when she's Yes. Like in her 20s. It's yes. actually wild. And it's, so, it's moving faster now than it ever was yeah, really, isn't it? So, absolutely. So is. Chloe, I just love, I love chatting to you. I could keep this conversation going all day. But I guess where if people, you know, want to work with you, if they want to hear more about you, where can they find you? Oh my God, of course. So I live in my tiny little corner of the Instagram world <laughs> uh, under the one handle. I don't use TikTok. I don't do any of those things, um, but it's under my handle, Chloe Bromage. Everything else is in my bio. There's links there's everything so you can go and check it out all there amazing I love that and to finish off what's one of the I guess best pieces of advice or something that has really stuck with you and shaped the journey weirdly enough it's something that I heard yesterday but I feel like it must have just landed in at the perfect time it is a finished quote again the translation is something along the lines of like the dogs will keep barking but the train's always going to keep moving and so for me that really symbolizes that there's always going to be people that have something to say that what have different opinions on who you are and what you should and shouldn't be doing and whatever but as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other time and time and time again you will keep moving and you will get to your desired destination no matter what that looks like. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, success, I know that you obviously have probably a very big vision of what that means to you. Mm -hmm. But for anyone who is trying to, I guess, figure out what success actually means to them, what would be kind of one of the first tips or go-tos that you would give them? I feel like obviously going into a new year and, you know, we're we're readjusting the goals and the visions – So how can people really tap into that a little bit more? Love this question because success really does look different on every single person. And so for me, the best question that you can ask is if there was no money involved and I couldn't hurt anyone's feelings, what would I be doing? Oh, I haven't heard it put that way. Yeah. So the way that I like to look at it is because often we will make choices based off making sure that other people feel okay or we don't want to worry about other people. So if you couldn't hurt anyone's feelings and you had all the money in the world, what, where would you want to be living? What would you want to be doing? Because to me, you'll usually land on what it is that you want. And for most people, it's freedom. They just want to have peace and freedom. And if that's you, it's fantastic. But then also fully acknowledging that if you want to have all the cars and all the houses, you can have that. If you want to have all the children and live on a farm, you can have that too. I don't think enough people really let themselves dream as big as they want to because people fear failure. So if again, if you Mm. could not fail, then what would you do and what would you want? And then sit in that as well. Wow. That is such an amazing note to finish on. And I think something that everyone can really take into that new year is getting really clear on what that success looks like. And I feel like for me, it's looked different in different seasons as well. Absolutely. Like a big vision of success, but it's also like right now I'm actually feeling more successful than I have in a really long time because I'm showing up for those healthy habits and I'm showing up for that, you know, the way I want to be. So it's also having those little pockets, isn't yes. it, over the journey. And I think the more that you grow and evolve, your idea of what it looks like changes as well. And yes, that so actually true. to be so perfect for you in that season. And yep. I think a lot of people will shame themselves if their goals and visions change. It's like, you don't need to shame anything. It's allowed to change. Yeah. It's allowed to evolve. And you just get to let that be, whatever it may be. 
So true. Oh, Chloe, I love chatting to you so much. Thank you for all the wisdom you've provided today. You're just such a go-getter and you honestly inspire me so much. I just, yeah, I love consuming your content. I love basking in your energy through (laughs) online. You're just amazing and I love everything that you're putting out in this world. So thank thank you. you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really hope it gave you a healthy boost. I'm so excited to be back next week for new episodes. But until then, if you want to chat, my DMs are always open. You can find me on Instagram, one of my favorite places to hang out, at Madeline Crafter or at The Healthy Hustlers. And of course, if you did enjoy this show, please feel free to share it with a friend or family member who might benefit from it too. Not only does it really help the show, but it also helps other people on their health and wellness journey. All the links that have been mentioned in the episode, you can find in the show notes. Have an awesome week. Until next time, don't forget to keep your hustle nice and healthy.